0: There's joy in every journey.
2: Yellow Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Hi,
3: Payne and Pendergast with you on a a Monday here. I guess technically a reaction Monday. I mean, we reacted to the Pro Bowl yesterday. We're reacting to being in Vegas for the Super Bowl. We thank... um, We thank Yingling Flight once again for getting us to Radio Row. They're presenting us all week long here. Make sure you watch on the YouTube and the Twitch streams. You can see right here we've got nice Yingling Flight signage. I got my Yingling Flight koozie around my bottled water, uh, as does Aaron Raybold, our engineer out here. And uh, so big thanks to Yingling Flight for bringing us out here. We love the folks over there and the folks at the Low-T Center helping send us to Radio Row this year as well. Our friends at Bullshirts clothing us. They're getting these pretty sweet golf shirts onto us we really like these bull shirts does a great job as well so we thank all of you oh and hey by the way the big game is right here on sports radio 610 this coming sunday night our big game coverage is brought to you by solo stove feel the heat of the world's most power most popular smokeless fire pit get yours now at solostove.com um so bobby slowick is going to be back next year and i was kind of going through the list seth Over the weekend, I'm like, all right, Um, when Bobby Slowick hits the market next year, is it going to be a tougher? market for him because you got some big names
2: out there. Yeah.
3: We talked about Bill Belichick earlier. Pete Carroll still wants to coach. I think Mike Vrabel is going to be the darling of next year's head coaching search. Vrabel, That's my prediction. Well,
2: Vrabel has got a year to kind of uh, and all these guys, they've got a year to network and kind of lay the groundwork potentially for some things that Cess, might happen. Yeah, yeah. Not not that it even has to be much of a formal affair or anything. I think they just end up having conversations with people and uh, like I could see I could see all three of those guys but especially Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Yeah, maybe either form a relationship with certain owners or maybe owners asking them for advice over the time, over time and all of a sudden it becoming, oh, wow, you know what? It makes a lot of sense that, uh, that this would be Bill Belichick's.
3: If Belichick wants to work again, he would be smart, even if he's just doing it for appearances, yeah, he would be smart to do what other coaches do when they get fired, which is go visit some colleges uh-huh. just to make it look like you're trying to pick up some concepts that maybe are... New-ish to yeah. the NFL? Oh, because of her Belichick especially. Like, maybe, so like, like as a, a growth thing where he's getting outside of his comfort zone a yeah. little bit, you know? You know, just go watch, a, you know, go pick out a few colleges that do some things that are different than what he's been doing all these I years. Would
0: definitely
2: say, you know, like Vic Fangio when he was, you know, you remember they, it's kind of being reported that, oh, well, Vic Fangio coached for the Eagles a couple of years ago. He was actually living at home. And you'd like watch film, and basically, as a he was working as some teams will call it the red team. Um, you have like these retired coaches, kind of like game plan against your offense. To, so he'd have yeah. a kind of game plan against the Eagles' offense yep. to show him where their flaws were, or the Eagles would show him their game plan, and he'd say, "Well, this is how I would attack this," um, like that kind of stuff. But it wasn't like he was coaching, coaching with the Eagles. So I don't know if Belichick would be interested in doing something like that. But I would pay a lot of money for it if I were, if you any, were a
4: team. Yeah,
2: yeah. If I were a coach, like okay, I could have Belichick just kind of sitting and breaking down my film and, and saying where he thought he saw weaknesses. Would you or, like that for the Texans? I would like that for the Texans. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I don't know if that's the best strategy for Belichick himself. Like, Mm -hmm. it might be because, you know, if Belichick is working for one particular team, I don't know if he'd want to do that. Um, But also, it would be like that limits who he can talk to and what he can say to other people. I
3: think he's going to do TV. That's my guess. He's going to be on TV in some fashion. I
2: know that, especially like Gruden. Gruden had always talked about how when he was doing TV, man, you talk to all these. And that's where, like, doing the color commentary, especially, you talk to different coaches every week, and those coaches are trying to put their best foot forward. They're trying to sound, They're try, They're hoping you say something nice about them on national TV, and because they're talking to a coach, they're going to divulge more than what they might typically divulge. And I think Belichick would love that part of it. Yeah, I know. And like, I know. I know. I don't see him as a color analyst, but for his purposes the best job for him and the one he might find most interesting is being able to go in and talk to both teams like you're talking to coaches and coordinators from both teams that week before that that weekend of the game um and it might give him that that's something that when he talks to owners about you know here's what i doing something differently or here's what yeah, i learned yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah that's good that's good yeah so belichick carol vrabel i think vrabel is going to be a big candidate the two Detroit guys, Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, are both going to be back out on the market next year. It's 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 a pretty. I think Anthony Weaver's kind of a rising star in this whole thing too. Okay.
2: Vrabel would be interesting. Like Vrabel's personality, just it feels like he feels like a northeastern guy. Even though he's from the Midwest, isn't he? Is he from Ohio? Ohio or is, I, I mean, think, he played right? at Ohio State, but I, I don't know he's if from he's from Ohio, Ohio or I'm not. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, but he's kind of got like that northeastern mentality and personality. I feel like people would just love him in Philadelphia. Oh yeah.
3: Oh yeah. They, yeah. they would
2: just. They would. They would. They would think this is our kind of guy. For sure. I mean, it's, they would hate him soon enough. Uh, <laughs> but they would but love at him first. at first. Yeah. They would love that hire.
3: Yeah. Well, he's and he'd be perceived so different from Sirianni too, because I think Sirianni's. IQ rating in, t- in terms of the IQ department right now is very very low. It's back yeah. to where it was when he was telling us that the first thing about being smart is knowing what to do.
2: Well, yeah, and I think like if a reporter asked Mike Vrabel, like, what do you actually do as the head coach? Like He'd Sirianni have a good struggled to give an answer to that Sirianni
3: <laughs> listed his tasks for the day. <laughs> yeah, I, <know.
2: laughs> you know? I like to wake up around four AM. Yeah, m. get some just,
3: coffee. Uh, I'm gonna go to this meeting and that meeting. Like, no, 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 like big picture, what do you Yeah, do? he didn't
2: even do he didn't even follow the cardinal rule of talking about being a head coach, which is uh, casually dropping that you wake up at two thirty A. M. Right. Well, at uh, first I yeah. wake up at two thirty AM, and then yes. I get to the Usually I get to the facility before anybody else. Because uh, if anybody else is there, I fire them. And then, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Florio actually had a really Really funny tweet yesterday after god who was it that got hired um oh it was after luke Getze got hired by the raiders yeah the guy who got fired in chicago the offensive coordinator who i i met up with a buddy of mine from chicago this weekend and he was i was asking him about ryan poles do you guys like him up there he lives in yeah. chicago it's like yeah we like him a lot you know he got us the first pick in the draft and I said, what about, who do they blame up there? He said, Luke Getzey. They hate Luke Getzi up there. I can't believe he's up for these other jobs. Two hours later, he winds up with the Raiders OC job, and I'm texting my buddy like, yeah, Florio, this is Florio's tweet. Um, quote, I would like to apply for the job. Well, what was your last job? Same job I'm applying for. Well, what happened at your last job? I got fired. Wow, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> Florio says, this seems to be happening a lot this year for offensive coordinators in the NFL. And he's right. I went through like getsy got fired by Chicago. He's the Raiders OC. Kellen Moore fired by the Chargers. He's the Eagles OC. Alex Van Pelt fired by the Browns. He's the Patriots OC. Pete Carmichael fired by New Orleans. He's doing something now for Sean Payton. I don't know if it's OC, but he got hired. Greg Roman's been gone for a year after getting fired in Baltimore. He gets hired by
2: Jim Harbaugh. He's not now, not necessarily for Roman. He hasn't specifically been named the offensive coordinator. Has okay, he? okay. So that's the one question. I know that, like, that I've just seen it reported that he's on their staff, but okay. it's not necessarily as offensive. Still, coordinator. that's a, substantial a lot of lateral moves of for guys. guys that had otherwise supposedly failed. It yeah. failed
3: like weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just, uh, did, I, Ken, did Ken Dorsey land anywhere? Ken Dorsey was, did he land in Cleveland? I think he, no. Yeah, I think he landed in Cleveland.
2: He's the offensive coordinator for the Browns. Yeah, so there's another one. Yeah, God, I didn't even think about that. That's like a quarter of the league. Boy, everything's been shuffled. I don't even feel bad about not realizing Ken Dorsey was with the Browns because that is a lot of lateral movement. Yeah, uh, by, by a lot of different people. Yep. That's boy. So Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's new offensive coordinator is a guy who was fired by the Bills. The Bills' offense immediately changed for the better. Um, And he was also an offense coordinator. They had great numbers. They were just they were leading the league in all kinds of uh, areas. They just they, it just never felt like a it felt like a very herky jerky. Like we got to work extra hard to make any of this happen. They had a fair. huge
3: scoring margin. The yeah. Bills did, and they were a five hundred team. Yeah. So the, Ken Dorsey, I think the perception was he was able to pile it on the bad teams. Yeah. But they would lose close games oftentimes because of turnovers. Yeah. Because you, know, cause like cause
2: like you can't win when you you can't drive when you really need to drive all yeah. of that old yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because he lost his job after the the Broncos game, which was really that was a. A special teams uh, mistake more than anything else that lost them that game. That's
3: right. That's yeah. That's right. They so twelve on the field,
2: and then I guess you could add into that too. Just Arthur Smith immediately slides into the Pittsburgh Steelers job. I mean, that's head that's head coach, to offensive coordinator, but still, like he was a disappointment. He was a disappointment as a guy to, uh, that you wanted to develop an offense <laughs> yeah. in Atlanta, but then he slides right into like at least. Historically, one of the more uh, glamorous spots in, yeah. in sports.
3: Yeah. He got fired, I think, largely because he was doing stupid things on the offense. Like, he was, there'd be games B. John Robinson would touch the ball like
4: two times. It, yeah. was, it was weird.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call
1: silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Visit hyundaiusa dot com or call 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Um, we're getting a lot of texts. We talked about the new Sports Illustrated Resort that's coming to Texas City, mm-hmm. and we asked the question: Okay, where is te- like is Texas City growing like crazy right now to where they're like getting resorts like this? And a lot of people have weighed in. Texas Texas City has a monstrous buckies. They are prepared for the resort. That's a good gauge. If you get a huge, huge buckies in your in your area, you're probably a growing area there, and if you're not, you will be very, very
2: soon. <laughs> the, yeah, it's a big ass Bucky's. Yeah,
3: Texas City's growing like wildfire with water parks, shopping, and retail stores. That's from B from TC.
2: I didn't mind the commute when I was living in League City. League City, I was, was Kima adjacent. Yeah, I been my my uh, my mailing. I was in the sweet spot. I lived in League City, but I had the Kima mailing address. Very good. Gl- very glitzy.
3: Um. Ocho wants us to go to the corner of Flamingo and Koval with a bottle of Hennessy and pour some out for the dead homie Tupac. Make sure to post it on Twitter slash X. So Ocho wants... We're, one,
2: we drove past that. Yeah. Uh, Landry was giving us the tour guide of all of it. Yeah, well, Landry, yeah. Got into
3: a, Landry got into a deep debate with our Uber driver last night about whether or not Tupac is actually dead. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Aaron, jump on here. You were in that Uber. Like, yeah... He, so, so give, give the rundown. What happened? So
4: our Uber driver, Landry, of course, is doing the same thing. Like he's a a virtual tour guide, yeah. and he's on the left, right here. He's like right down there, and the Uber driver pops up and goes, "Yeah, if you think he's actually dead." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we all look at each other for a second. And Landry goes, "I mean, I knew we had like, I didn't realize we had a conspiracy theorist for an Uber driver." Yeah. And so then they go off into it, uh-huh. and he's got this whole well. Tupac was about to go up for a murder trial oh. and the guy who cremated him in Las Vegas magically shut down his crematorium Ooh. like the week after and retired. Oh really? And yeah. He's laying out so, all like this stuff, here. and Landry's no, so going. Keep I've never heard back. any of these things that you're talking about, and he's like, "Well, yeah, I grew okay. up in Vegas. I know this stuff." Oh, and then God. they start moving on to, "Okay, well, who else is dead? Who's else is quote unquote dead? That isn't yeah. actually dead. That's, this guy didn't um, think
3: Elvis is dead.
4: He didn't think Elvis didn't, is dead. Wouldn't Elvis be dead already anyway of
2: natural causes? By now,
3: yes. yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Think but he but thought, didn't um, think he was
4: dead. He uh, died okay. in the bathroom and then, or whatever. But yeah. then it turned into a giant contest of. Who can say the more ridiculous thing that we know we don't believe, uh-huh. to where the uh, the driver pointed out John Le- or uh, Landry pointed out John Lennon being shot in the head, and he goes, "That wasn't really John Lennon, that was his brother." Oh, okay, well, <laughs> just <now we> a <laughs> mess just, with, with him. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and okay. so then it turned into a who can come up with the the goofiest <laughs> anti-celebrity death.
3: We're talking about our Uber driver from last night, Landry. Yeah, yeah Landry just got here. Elvis would. Uh, Elvis would
2: be ninety. Right now, yeah, he, I don't think he'd have made it. No, I think he. No, even not even with that it. pill addiction. No, no. 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 Well, of course, he had, he had to like he was making
4: those royalties are, are pretty. Well, noticed. you also yeah. you also had Landry's argument of he was dying on stage, like he would die on stage every night. Did you <laughs> see how bloated <laughs> he was, just trying he to like was. stumble out there? Dude, and, that's where he had
2: to get away and kind of and, yeah. and just clean up. Yeah. And then he knew that he couldn't go back to that life. Plus, he had that Colonel fella. Colonel the so the was, was trying to, to hide like, from the Colonel propping him up, weekend
3: at Bernie style, and dragging him out onto the stage.
2: I'm starting to believe every one of these uh, conspiracy theories. Oh, this I is a, one of my favorite people are the people that tell me how I'm supposed to do my job. Um, what they tell you? Well, this is one because I address we address this like at least once a week. Uh, Bobby Sloak is given too much credit. He runs too much on first down. I don't mind the running, but it's too predictable and simple. Why don't you commentators ever give constructive criticism instead of cheerleading? Capital letters, cheerleading. Yeah, I know. We've talked about this, like, ad nauseum. Like, I feel like you only come on here to ask this question and then go off to text it to, like, 29 other, uh, tweet it to 29 other people or something. We've talked about about it all the time. And actually, like, I've, like, I've, I've pointed out that the offense this season does need to progress. Um, it does need to progress beyond where they were this year. I sent Sean the chart yesterday of uh, expected points added for the offense and defense. So there's this – it's usually a chart split into four quadrants. They're, like, right in the middle. And the Texans are, like, dead center for both offense and defense, uh, which is a a vast improvement over where they've been the last couple years. But they both do need to improve. But the thing that I always say about Bobby Slowick is, A, The proof is in the pudding in terms of how your quarterback has developed and progressed. Uh, Like That's beyond argument that C.J. is way ahead of the curve of even other promising young quarterbacks. So there's that, which is the most important thing, is how well are you developing the offense. The other side of it is that, yeah, the run game... You are going to be a run heavy offense running this scheme. You just flat out are. So the run game needs to improve. If they don't improve the run game, then it flat out won't ever be a genuinely good offense. Because to set up that play action, you got to run the ball. And you can. This is the weird part. You can actually set up the play action effectively without running the ball well, as long as you're committed to running the ball. But the problem is you end up with all these 3rd and 8s and 2nd second, second and 12s because there's a TFL. So you're going to run the ball a lot. you just got to do it better more often.
3: All right. We have a, a an NFL player who's retired looking to make a comeback attempt. Does this comeback attempt sound like it makes sense? We also have a friend of the show who we've gotten a lot of texts about today who may be in a little bit of trouble. We'll, uh, we'll – talk about that as well uh that's coming up next here live from radio row presented by yingling flight stay there okay
0: picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe